doing? I'm Mike Gaddy and welcome to the 743 Patterson Park Podcast. In this week's episode, I got to sit down right here in the studio with one of my favorite people, my Aunt Jean. I was a little hesitant in interviewing a family member for this podcast because I was afraid people would think, oh, you know, he's just trying to promote nepotism. And then I got to thinking, my aunt is one of the single biggest contributors to my creativity as I was growing up. My aunt, my mom, my dad are who shaped my life as a creative person. And her input, I think, is super valuable in continuing this ongoing discussion we've been having about creativity. She said, every time she creates art, she thinks, what message do I want to convey? She says that art taught her how to communicate. But my aunt doesn't just communicate any message with her paintings. She communicates one of uh, messages of joy and joyfulness that encompasses a world that only she sees. What do I mean by that? I mean, she sees the world completely differently. Where you and I see the pagoda on Patterson Park, she sees a box of chocolates that's populated by different flavors. When I say my Aunt Jean sees the world differently, I mean she sees the world differently. So I invite you to explore that world right now with my Aunt Jean. <laughs> well, it's like, sometimes I just feel like I'm on my own zone, you know, and I see or don't see things. They might just pop up when I notice them. Like I say, are those shoes new? No, I've had them for a month. So it's like, <laughs> I may notice, but I might not. Right. And, and, so, and, and, you know, the woman might be a rabbit or she might be <laughs> a woman. Right. On the day. Yes. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. I well, I, what, I do have an idea when I go to do my work, what I'm going to do, like the pagoda. But how it's going to appear in the final stage, I don't know. It changes as I work. So, uh, like, the central part of the pagoda, when I'm doing the pagoda at Patterson Park, I'm thinking, oh, my God, somebody's going to come up to me and say, my Aunt Jenny had her uh, Uncle Fred propose to her right on that edge, and it used to have a nick, and there's no nick in your painting. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to say that I know six pigeons usually <laughs> sit there in that other corner, and... I can't do the six pigeons. I do whatever, it, it, you know. I was thinking the whole time I'm doing it, this is a chocolate box, and it's a, a gem, and so this central section is gold. Is it that way in the photograph? No. So you see the Patterson Park Pagoda as a chocolate box. That's how you you see it in your head. Yes. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So, and then all the little pieces, to me, look like little pieces of chocolate that you would say... Oh, that's an orange truffle. Oh, I've never had one of those before. Or that's a liqueur. <laughs> well, and, and so I confess, this is why after I interviewed Shelly Brown, I really wanted you to be right after her. Because one thing I'll say about Shelly Brown, and I always mangle her philosophy. I always want to say, accept your weirdness, blah, blah, blah. Embrace your weirdness, weirdness right? Yeah. And, you know, I, I never thought of it that way. And, and, and. You know, because you've had any artist in their life has had all these people saying, you know, where's the the chip on the, you know, I don't see the the, the window pane actually has four squares instead of eight. You know, we all have those people. 
And so to have this, you know, you have always done a, a really good job of just saying, no, no, this is what I see. Yeah. <laughs> and and also, I've had people I, lecture me on my artwork. It's like, I did this painting for one of the doctors at Hopkins, and uh, she wanted one of her pets. She has a cat and a rabbit. So she wanted it with a Hawaii setting, and so I did. And uh, one of, somebody said, why is the cat as big as a mountain? And I said, because the cat is loved. Every pet owner would want their cat to be as large as a mountain in the painting, of course. They would be upset if the mountain was huge and the cat was as big. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and this is why it's folk art. Yeah. And not like, you know. No, it, it's not the 3D representation in architectural rendering. <laughs> like, all my buildings are not architectural renderings. They're how I feel about them. Like, I thought, like, when I did your house, that it's so creative. And uh, uh, wait, 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 wait. So this is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things that you have ever done. Yes. And our house does look like this, for the you know, generally speaking. But there's, you know, that said, the windows are slightly different and there's certain things that are slightly different. And, you know, the tree is like actually kind of scraggly. <laughs> You've done well, it. <laughs> yeah, but, but see, what I wanted in this picture is it's not just... A brick house to me it's like your energy flow you and Matt it's it's your happiness your creativity your productivity and so I wanted the whole house to ooze this positive vibe so well and I I gotta say and, and same with the pillow and everything you know and, and I remember the rabbit on the beach which was originally a woman or the woman that was I always get confused. And it's a woman. It's like in pressure weirdness. I always get confused. <laughs> um, um, there's this, 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 you look at it and you can't help but feel happy. Yes. Well, that, well, what I wanted to do, like, um, if I see something and I'm drawing it and it's dirty, um, what I wanted to do, like when I did the Hopkins Hospital, what I wanted to do is I did like four different kind of bricks. I forget how many different color bricks. And people would say, it's not all the same color. Why didn't you just use one brick? Because when I did the bricks, I wanted the bricks to mean the employees. Because to me, Hopkins is not just bricks. It's the employees that work there. And they're what makes Hopkins Hopkins. Now you work. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you worked for Hopkins for 30 years. Uh, 29. 29 years. Okay, and you just recently retired. Yes, two years ago. So when you say Hopkins is more than just bricks, you know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. And to me, like they'd say, go over and take a picture of the lab, and I would say, I want to go over and take a picture of the people. <laughs> and they said, Well, we have these really nice machines over there. I said, you have some really nice people. <laughs> and so to me, the lab was not the machines. It was the people. The people make the lab. And I always think like, you know, what am I trying to say here? What am I, what do I want? What message do I want to convey? You know, when I do this stuff, like I had doctors come to me with four different pictures and say, look, I want you to do a picture of my cat 
but I don't have one picture of him. This is his tail here. <laughs> and over here is his font. And he has that cute little white patch, which I want in the painting. And then you got it. The tail was usually in a question mark. So I want the tail painted so it's in a question mark. I said, okay. You know, but the thing is, I had to make a painting out of all these little pieces. And to me, I know they love the cat. You know, the cat's a big part of their life. So I made the cat big in the picture so that it would look like, you know, the most dynamic thing there. That's what I wanted. And both, I did two paintings for them. One is the cat is a samurai warrior. He's standing up with his paw like that. And the other one, the cat is next to the Sphinx and the Pyramid. The Sphinx and the Pyramid is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite paintings that you've done. Because, partly because Matthew and I, I, I said when I um, first met Matthew, you know, one of the places I absolutely have to go is Egypt. And he kind of rolled his eyes because he didn't really want to go to Egypt. You know, big, sandy, whatever. And, but we went, and, you know, we went to the pyramids and everything, and I saw the Sphinx, and the whole time the tour guide's, like, telling me about the Sphinx, and I'm tuning them out and thinking about your Sphinx painting. Because it, you made it a self-portrait, right? And how did that come about? Well, I really wanted the Sphinx to look like a woman, because I think it is a woman, because the, the features of the face, there's no brow ridges or anything. So I was thinking, well, if I have to make it a classic woman, I might as well make it me. Because, <laughs> you know, when anybody looks at me, they're never going to think, oh, well, that could be a man. Hmm, maybe it was like a Kofu. No. <laughs> hmm. So you mentioned that the doctors, um, you know, that you did some paintings for the doctors at Hopkins and some of the other people that you worked with at Hopkins. How important... As, as somebody who has always been an artist first, you know, and how important is that social network, family, friends in, in the feedback loop for your art and, and even helping to support your art? Well, I thought it was really good because it taught me how to communicate because one of the things they could see I was creative. So therefore, when I worked in the core lab for five years, they said, take all these photographs from the folds. If you have the eye, then you'll be able to read the, the biopsies and not have any trouble. You worked in the pathology yes. section of Hopkins. Yes. And like I said, when they said I had the eye, I said, woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, and you worked, among other things, they had you as sort of the in-house photographer there for five years. years. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, take the employee of the month, take our Christmas party picture. And the funny thing was that um, they were all in the sleigh, this cardboard sleigh, and they looked like they were all getting their tooth pulled. And so I climbed up on this, like, a chair and said, look, you can watch my funeral. <laughs> and they all started rolling around laughing, and I got their picture while they were all laughing. So anyway, I, to me, it makes sense. Well, here's the thing. The lab manager said that if Gene likes you, you're going to look great, even though you're going to be seven feet tall in the picture. <laughs> so that you because that's be how you thin. see. Yeah, yeah, that's how you yeah, see them, right? Yeah. So. I said, but if Gene doesn't like you, you will know it. <laughs> so recently, not recently, but in the last 
years, your artwork has really become fairly Baltimore-centric, though. Yes, um, yes. I, I'm thinking of uh, the pagoda, which you're working on now, yes. the Patterson Park Pagoda, yes. and that, that somebody actually asked you to, to, to paint that for them, Yes, right? my next project will be City Hall. That's awesome. And um, and you did uh, Hopkins, the original Hopkins Hospital. Yes, building. with a dome. Yeah. And um, which everyone has now was pillows, <laughs> <laughs> but now you know people can have a pillow, people can have a shirt with the thing on it. It's like it's a multiple uh, choices about how this art is going to be presented, and it's mind boggling. Yeah, I, and it, you know that is what I think people failed to understand. In fact, I. I was doing a little research about the Andy Warhol paintings being stolen because you referenced in the in Syracuse, not Syracuse, in um, Missouri. And um, Art Sites, which is one of the news publications for artists, said, oh, poo, poo, poo. They weren't real paintings. They were silkscreen prints. You know, so, it's no different with painting versus you know, it doesn't matter how you create it. The fact no. is that you're creating. No, you could create it with your feet. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, people think, I've had people come up to me and say, I don't like art. I said, you like my art. Because my art is everyday things that you see. I think the whole purpose of art, to me, is that when somebody sees what you've done, they're taken out of their own existence for 15 minutes and they realize that maybe tomorrow the day will be sunny. There will be tacos. The COVID-19 will end, you know. I want to reach somebody. I want them to see a cat and think, you know, I could have a cat as a pet. It would be fun. Life can be fun. And get that message that life, you can go on, you know. And that's the message I think that every artist has. That, you know, they say that art is... And it is a way of touching, and I think it does. If if you have art and people don't react to it, then you fail. You have to have, you have to reach that thing with the viewer. And I don't care if my painting matches their living room carpet. I say fine, because what I want to do is reach them too. So, and and I think, you know. When I see, I totally get what you're saying, because when I see the picture you did of our house, and I think, I just, I, you know, I, we have it hanging up next to the TV downstairs so that, like, when I'm watching TV, I can look at it, kind of like the fire, you know. We, we used to have the TV with the, over by the fireplace, so you didn't have to, like, you know. And, and it just makes you feel good. You know, it just, when you look at it, you, you feel like, for me, it's a total great representation of my home, and I've never felt that way, even about the photographs that I've taken of them. Well, I'll tell you, it's not only a great representation of your home, there's a motive to my madness. (laughs) Um, I want the gay flag there. I want the Maryland flag there. I don't want to defend whether or not you're gay. You're gay. And so I'm proud of you. I'm proud of Matt. I am grateful that you are in my family. And I don't want to make a judgment call on what your life is. God does not expect me to do that. <laughs> he wants me to work on doing these eccentric artwork. <laughs> I, I, I'm flashing back to the Last Supper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I said, God bless Andy Warhol. <laughs> right, so, 
let's wrap this up with a very, I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask how has COVID impacted your um, um, uh, art, right? Oh, and at the same time COVID hit, or about the same time, you retired from Hopkins. So oh. you kind of got a double whammy. How has that been? Well, I think that COVID has made me more and more aware of how fragile life is and how important it is to get this message across. Because I have so many people say, I feel like I've been stuck in the Walmart parking lot in the last six months. My life is meaningless. And I just want to hug these people and say, no, it's not meaningless. This is just something we're going through. Everybody has something in their life that will impact them. Like, I remember when I was a kid, there was this movie star who made a lot of beach movies. And I thought, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like her. I'm going to be like 5'8". I'm going to look good in a bikini. And I'm going to go to the beach every day. That was, you know, I was certain of this. <laughs> you know, my sister, who was older than me, she said... Gee, Not my mother. No. The other sister. Yeah. The one we said, don't talk yeah, about. Right. She okay. said, Gee, you're not going to get any taller than you are. And I said, what? Now, this completely interfered with my plan of being a beach party because I was never going to be 5'9". She said, when you will always be this height. And it was like totally devastating. One of my life goals. <laughs> uh, so, and, and COVID is, um, so COVID has kind of inspired you to um, um, reach out reach and out do more. Them. Because the thing is, you don't know how how the person, how heavy a load someone is carrying. It may not be like the old days where they said, oh, just suck it up. I don't believe that you can suck it up. And when you're carrying that load, it can get to be very heavy. So if I can make somebody laugh for five minutes, I say I achieved what I want. Well, That's I want to say to everyone that you can make art. You can make art by cooking. You can make art by what you choose to wear. You can make art by assembling flowers in, in your house. Yes, you can make <laughs> art with candles. You could do art, like, as long as you, you know, add to some positive energy. Instead of just saying, I don't like that. That's not the way Martha Stewart does it. I'm not going to cook anything because I'm not a great cook. Well, you... You know, if you're going nowhere, you usually will get there. I mean, you know, even the smallest thing you could do is better than just spinning your wheels and say, oh, woe is me. Get out there and do something for yourself that you will love. My aunt said, you don't know how heavy a load someone is carrying. And when you run into them on the street, you don't know what they're facing. And she uses her artwork to try to bridge that gap to help people feel good, even if they have trauma going on in their lives right now. I can't think of a better
better message during this time when COVID is raging rampant outside my windows or when the holidays are approaching and we can't get together with family. I hope you enjoyed the conversation I had with my aunt. I got a lot out of it. Hopefully you did too. Everybody have a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, and we'll see you on the other side with another artist, their thoughts about how art impacts our community and our neighborhood.